Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to Masterclass U.S. Market with me, Juliana Colangelo. This show has been designed to demystify the U.S. market for Italian wineries through interviews with experts in sales and distribution, social media, communications, and so much more. We will quiz each of our esteemed guests at the end of each episode to solidify the lessons that we've learned. So sharpen your pencils, get out your notebooks, and join us each week to learn more about the U.S. market. Hello, welcome to Masterclass U.S. Wine Market. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Bruce Hunter. Based in Miami, Florida, Bruce has led importer and distributor Shaw Ross since 1995. Bruce brings over 48 years of domestic and international experience in the wine and spirits industry. And today, Shaw Ross boasts an impressive portfolio of 39 domestic and international suppliers in both wine and spirits across the U.S. Welcome to the show, Bruce. It's so great to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Before we dive into today's topic about Florida and the growth in that market, tell us a little bit more about your background and and wine and what got you into the industry so many years ago. I'm very lucky that my father uh, actually opened up a wine shop in New York in 1945, right after the war. Um, and then when I was a young man, I used to work in there and help them out. Uh, after coming back from the service, um, I started working for my dad and he was very much uh, way before his time as an aficionado of, mm-hmm. of wines from, from all over the world. And being we are, uh, our family is Italian, we gravitated towards the Italian wines, which are near and dear to us, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, so we, I really got my start there. And from there, I joined a, a company called Parrot and Company. Which was a um, which was a um, international company based out of California. Started with them in '74. Took over as president in '84. It was primarily California wines, and because of my background with imported wines, we were able to secure on a national basis the wines from Corpinetto, Tomasi, wow. and some other very prominent wines. So uh, we're happy about that. And when I joined Shaw Ross, we really had uh, very few wines, important wines in our portfolio, and we're happy now to have wines like Andrea Sartori um, from Verona, wines La Scolca, Gave de Gave from Pimante, and of course, Fresco Baldi from Tuscany. Fantastic. So were you pretty instrumental in the development you know, of the Italian wine portfolio at Charras? I was because it's, it's really, uh, it's a passion for me. And we see that in today's market in the U.S., Italian wines are still doing very well and are very healthy in the market. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, for today's episode, we're going to talk about mastering one of the U.S.'s, or I should say the U.S.'s fastest growing markets um, with all the recent growth in Florida, where where you're based and where Shaw Ross is based. So we're going to focus more specifically on the opportunities in Florida for the Italian wine category. So our three key takeaways for today's Masterclass episode are number one, what are the key trends in Italian wine in the Florida market today? Number two, where are the biggest opportunities for Italian wine in Florida? And number three, what are some things to consider you know, when working the Florida market for anyone coming um, from Italy or just going down to work the market? So 
let's go into it. So uh, you've been at the Halma Shah Ross since, since 1995, and the company's based in Florida. So you've been around this market for a number of years. What have been some of the biggest changes in the wine market in Florida over the last 30 plus years? I think Florida, very much like a lot of other, a lot of other states around the, around the U.S., maybe with the exception of New York, has really branched out more into you know, premium wines on the international basis. Um, which is great, of course, for Italian wines. I think the other thing that I found uh, living here now since since '95 is there's you know an incredible proliferation of Italian restaurants that are coming in there. And I'm not talking just about the pizzerias. Right. And there's nothing wrong with pizzerias because I love pizza. Of course. Uh, but fine Italian dining, and I think having that in the market, when you have these these incredible restaurants uh, that have that have come from Italy and have settled here in the states, it really promotes. Uh, having a fine Italian wine list, so it's helped us. We also see in the in the stores whether it's um, whether it's the chains or independent chains that they are now expanding their Italian section. Again, it's not just just for Pinot Grigios or in the old days with Suave and Valpolicellos and Barlinos. You really have a great selection of, of you know world class Italian wines that are being sold. Absolutely, Bruce. So there's been a you know along with the proliferation of Italian restaurants and cuisine, we've seen the growth in the wine market in Florida, which which makes so much sense. And we've talked about that on the show uh, with some other guests as well. So you know more recently with the recent population surges in in Florida, what are more, some more recent trends that you're noticing in the Italian wine category? That's that's a very good question. You know with during during the pandemic, when a lot of the states were shut down, especially a state like New York, uh, we we had we, there was sort of an exodus out of those states, and our demographics grew here in Florida because this was more of an open state and was a little bit, uh, I mean, restrictive, but not not as restrictive as a state like California or New York. So we did get a lot of the people there, and when they come in, they're taking their tastes and the categories of products that they like, the wines, with them. So with that, we've seen, you know, they've really graduated. And again, Pinot Grigio is a great wine. We, we love Pinot Grigio as an everyday wine, but we're seeing the better wines like uh, Gaves and, and Vermentinos for the white category really making, being more of a showcase down here in some of the restaurants. So the expanse on the, on the wine list for on-premise has really been astronomical. You know, that coupled with, with, with the, the reds and I think people mistakenly think that Florida being such a warm climate um, would only be conducive for the white wines, which isn't true because red wines, red wines definitely do a tremendous job here. And, and not just the Chiantis, but you're seeing you know, great wines from the Brunellos that are doing a great job and Barolos are doing a great job here. Um, and it's, it's, to me, I love it because it's not just in the fine restaurants, but you're seeing it on the shelves in the wine shops also. So it really speaks for the strength of Italian wines. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned the on-premise and, you know, according to Tax Watch, we've seen that hospitality and leisure is one of the fastest growing industries in Florida. Most recently, 11.9% growth in that industry alone in recent years. So uh, where do you see the trade getting most excited? Obviously, there's been a growth in restaurants. We've seen a lot of New York restaurants like Carbone, and I think Pastis just opened in Miami recently. Uh, what are you noticing among the trade as it relates to Italian wine? It's kind of it's kind of neat to see some of these these really world class restaurants opening up down here because it, it just it raises the bar for restaurants that have been here for quite a while. It makes them rethink 
their selection on the list makes them think they're not just their selection of wines, but also the cuisine that they offer. So to me, it's it's sort of up the game. And I think that's really, it's healthy for everyone uh, involved. Yeah. It just, it, it just shows well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, you know, when those great restaurants open down in Miami, coming from New York or other markets, are you seeing them approach their wine list and specifically their Italian, you know, wine programs differently? Or are you feel like they're sort of replicating what they might do in other markets yeah no i don't see i you know i'm i'm very i'm very honored and blessed to be able to travel you know not only overseas but around the states and and they haven't they haven't taken it and and morphed their wine list or what their selections were let's say in new york or california or illinois uh to fit the needs of florida i think if it works you know don't fix it so they've used that philosophy down here so I, i do see them getting at least down here, um, following a trend, they're getting into more vintages to do verticals. Oh, interesting. Okay. In their offering other wine lists. So we see that with one of our brands with Fresco Baldi, with the Brunello, where they would have maybe four or five different offerings of vintages. So the consumer really is getting more sophisticated and is willing to try different things. Mm-hmm. And that to me is very refreshing and very healthy for the industry. Right. And also willing to spend more if they're willing to go to back vintages, I'd imagine. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's exciting to hear. So speaking of Fresco Baldi, you mentioned you're also working with Las Colca and some other suppliers, mm-hmm. and you've been working with them for a number of years. So how have you seen those wines received in the Florida market? Have you noticed any significant changes in what the market is interested in from those suppliers? Yeah, you know, again, one of our one of the brands that we have is, you know, Las Colca, Gabi de Gabi. And it's the most, it's the number one most prestigious in our eyes, mm-hmm. um, Gabi. Um, out of Italy. The woman who owns it, Chiara Soldati, is an amazing person. She works in Florida. She loves working down here. But what's not to like in Florida uh, when they're working (laughs) here? And we're seeing that once people are educated and they learn more about a wine like Agave de Gavi, it really does very, very well, both on the shelves in the stores and especially on the wine list. So it really, education to me is incredibly important down here, especially with Italian wines, because it could be a bit a bit confusing. It's not as cut and dry as California with just cabs and shards, Sauvignon Blancs, Merlots, etc. You know, it takes a little bit of knowledge to really appreciate what what the Italian wines have to offer. Right, absolutely. So education and, and suppliers spending time working the market is key in, in any market, but, you know, in Florida as well, as there's there's so much growth. Yep. You know, what's exciting to you right now about the Florida market for Italian wine? Are you predicting any trends or wines or categories that you think have a great opportunity in the market based on what you're seeing? Italian Wine Podcast. Part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp family. Well, you know, we it's we we do represent, and it's I'm very again we're very lucky to have such a great portfolio of you know prestigious family wineries. But the Sartori wines, the the uh, Amarones and Vapulicellos and Ripassos, when people taste them and they learn a little bit about the wine, it's amazing to see the acceptance that they have. I know that okay. that we have it at the uh, at the Italian Pavilion in Epcot. They've just fell in love with the with the uh, with the Amarone up there and their and the uh, the Vapulicello from Andrea Sartori. So it's a very open market for us. And I think one of the things that right. people don't realize is that Florida is a very international market, especially with our South American uh, neighbors. And also the Europeans that come here. So you really are, 
you have to have a broad choice of products to present to them because they come with their own knowledge, which is probably a bit more than ours when they come to Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what would you say are some of the major competitors to the Italian wine category when in the Florida market? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a very good question. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a question which, which uh, it's a very simple answer. You can't... Re- any product, whether it's Italian wines or Chilean wines or Spanish wines, you're not in competition just with the winery. You're in competition with with liquid that you drink. So if someone's drinking five liters a week of liquid, you're not going to change them from drinking water to drinking wine. So it really you you have to grow, and you know you don't try to go in there and say, well, I'm going to steal from this category and that category. I think what you want to do is to try to to in our case try to take business away from other Italian wineries and put it and focus it to our wine. So it's really not a, a competition back and forth that way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, that's that's a great point. And we know that the consumer these days is drinking more across categories, right? They're not just drinking wine necessarily, especially younger consumers are drinking also cocktails, spirits, um, beer, seltzers, everything. So like you said, it's, it's not about increasing the amount they're drinking, but rather competing for that space in which they are drinking wine. Um, tell us a little bit more, you know, about working the market in Florida. We know that that's critical to succeeding in any market, but with so much growth in Florida in the recent years, what would you say are some things to keep in mind for suppliers when they're coming to work the market? Well, we like to urge uh, our suppliers when they come in, I can only speak to, to our teams, that Miami is a great market and certainly, um, you know, it's that, that's where you want to put a lot of your effort. But there's such incredible markets throughout the state. If you go into Naples, Florida on the West Coast, or Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, um, up near Panama City, I mean, you've got a, a great variety of markets to go into. And each one of these markets have these little nucleuses of, of areas that have incredible restaurants and uh, for fine dining for in the Italian sector and, and great wine shops. So you just can't come in and just go into one place and, and think, well, I've, I've, I've ticked the box, I've gone to Miami. Because right. if you do that, you're really shortchanging yourself and your product. Yeah, you mentioned Epcot earlier. So Orlando and Disney, I know you know there's a huge market there, right, for lots of different wine categories. I mean, and there's very, you know, Naples is a very affluent market. And there's certain places in St. Petersburg and Tampa and Jacksonville. So there really is, there's a, a great, you know, um, depth of accounts around the around the state that you really have to go into and sort of visit them all of course again miami is the main focus but certainly don't don't give up these other smaller areas that can bring you notoriety and business right yeah no that's a great point i know that uh i have family in northern florida near jacksonville and you know every time i visit they talk and complain a little bit about all the new yorkers that are moving there so you know the whole that whole state the whole state is experiencing the growth so i think that's a a really great point for our listeners is not just to to focus only on Miami, but think about some of the other smaller markets in the state as well. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. How about in terms of just reaching the trade? I mean, are there are there more wine tasting events, more trade events happening in, in key markets? Um, just format wise, where do you feel is the most effective way to to reach the trade? Yeah. Again, a, a great question. You know, the you you could go to a wine a little uh, wine event every day. Uh, in the state of Florida, let alone the, the country, and they're and they're great to to participate. You sort of have to pick your shots. We tell our our suppliers you don't go into the market like Florida, 
with a shotgun, you've got to go in there with a rifle because you really have to focus. You just can't go out there and say, I'm going to do 20 events, you know, in two weeks. So just focus on the ones that are meaningful. And to me, uh, the big wine fairs are great to go in there. Um, they're kind of fun for all of us to attend. But it's the education in the, with the restaurateurs. It's the education with the retailers. And they're, they're hungry to be educated. And if you can be the person to bring them that knowledge about specific Italian wines, then, you know, selfishly, those are the wines they're going to gravitate towards when they have them in their stores or in their restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, in terms of events, I think that's, that's great advice, Bruce, you know, taking a really specific approach um, and really focusing on areas and spaces in which you can provide education to the audience and, and really teach them about, about what you're pouring. Would you say there's anything, you know, especially different, unique about the Florida market compared to, you, you know, you've worked markets around the country um, and have traveled around the world, especially unique to keep in mind or especially different? I don't know. Again, I think you're dealing with it with an international market and, and right. here in Florida, especially in the South Florida area, you have a, a lot of people who, um, who, have um, winter residences here from South America or other parts of Europe. So when you're dealing in Florida, you're really dealing in it. You've got to appeal to their interests also. So you have to approach things a little bit differently than you would, let's say, in Chicago. Right, right. You know, or in Texas uh, or even in California. So to me, it has, I love it because it's a challenge. And, and Florida has such just a great flair and panache because of all the people who, who make this their either permanent home or their, their, their winter homes, that it really makes you bring up your game to present your products out there in a way that they can understand it. It's not just what the Americans understand, but what you can make people internationally understand about your product. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a really good reminder to think about Florida almost more like an international market um, compared to, to the rest of the country. And, and that makes a, a, a lot of sense. How about price point wise? Like what pricing segments are you seeing the most opportunity in? I think if whoever you ask, you know, in, you know, and I know that you speak to a lot of people. I think we all have the same, the same mantra that it's, it's that $15 and above, which is really growing. Um, it's a healthy, healthy platform. The wines that are 15 and below it's, they're not going out of business, but you're not seeing the growth that you do in that segment that goes from 15 and up. I mean, ours, you know, we go from 15 to, you know, right. <laughs> 500 bucks a bottle. So we're, we're all over the board, but, but I, I think the one thing you mentioned where the, the, um, you know, the, the younger generation is out there and they're, they're having cocktails and, and seltzers and, and they're really experimenting. What we find is that they're also willing to pay money, not just to have a $10 bottle of wine, but to, to enjoy and experience a good bottle of wine, uh, especially with our sales on our Brunello, which is, you know, it's a, you know, we're very lucky to have have vintages that are always in the 90s um, for ratings, and they're not afraid to spend that. I think that really speaks volumes as the consumer, and, and it shows you they're willing to put their money where their taste buds are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something, you know, a trend we're seeing nationwide, but I would think that in Miami with, it's a market where people have second homes, it might be you know, a slightly more affluent market than than some other markets. So I think that's that's something great to keep in mind. Okay, well, Bruce, thank you so much. Before we end, we do a rapid fire quiz at the end of each episode. Uh, so if you can do your best to answer these questions in 
one sentence or less. That's the challenge here. Uh, just to, to hammer home some of the, the key points that, that you brought up on today's episode about the Florida market. So yeah. question number one, what are some of the key trends right now in the Italian wine category in the Florida market? I would say the, the upper end of the reds, i.e. Brunellos, Barolos are doing very well. Great. Number two, what are some of the uh, biggest opportunities in the future for Italian wine in the Florida market? I think to promote more of the of the white varietals um, because white wines still sell very well and and the Italians pr- produce a, a vast variety of whites that I think most Americans don't know about. So it's an education process. But I think the white wines are are there are there to be to be dealt with. Gavi and more Gavi. <laughs> Gavi and Gavi. Yep. Okay, and finally, number three, what are one to do things to consider that are unique to Florida when suppliers are coming to work the market? I think what we, we said before to not just concentrate on Miami, but to actually go out there and investigate and educate in the other areas that are very prominent areas in the state of Florida with which uh, there's great business there. So we, we can't get bogged down in one area. You have to you have to spread the education and spread the love. Yeah. Absolutely. Really, really great point. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for joining us today on the Masterclass U.S. Wine Market on the Italian Wine Podcast. Uh, How can our listeners connect with you, with Shaw Ross? What are the best ways for them to to stay connected? It can just be my name, Bruce Hunter, at shaw-ross.com. Fantastic. Thanks again, Bruce, for being here today. We really appreciate it. It was an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. Stay tuned each week for new episodes of Masterclass U.S. Wine Market with me, Juliana Colangelo. And remember, if you enjoyed today's show, hit the like and follow buttons wherever you get your podcasts.